Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for a spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Singer, songwriter, and composer Paul Leftenegger is my guest on the show today. He's here to share some music from his latest album, Seeds of Peace, and to talk about the new genre of conscious healing music. You may have heard Paul on the program before. His goal is to empower the listeners to thrive, heart and soul. Are you ready to meet him? Paul Leftenegger writes, sings, and composes conscious music to inspire global love and kindness from within. He's won many international awards, spoken and sung at the United Nations headquarters in New York three times, and performs and serves all over the world. His music is now being used in classrooms to help children understand the value of self-love and kindness. Paul's seventh album, Seeds of Peace, is now available, and you can find out more about Paul and his work. You can hear some of that music, find out where he'll be next at BeKindness.com. That's B-E-E, kindness.com. Paul, welcome to Out of the Fog. Oh, Karen, I'm so happy to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for coming back on the show. Now, for listeners who haven't connected with you or heard you interviewed before, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in music? Was that, were you just like the magically musical Mm. kid? Well, yes. Um, And ironically, you know, it's funny how um, it's always interesting because everyone has their own mission. I knew very young that I... I fell in love with music really sort of out of the womb, I always say, but, um, long story short, my granny was very influential in my life. And so was my mother and they were huge. I sort of came from a dynasty of singing, a singing family in many ways. So they grew up singing together. Um, and all of my aunts and uncle sort of had that sort of as part of my childhood. So it was sort of natural, but, um, Basically, you know, in in 2011, my life sort of changed um, where, you know, I had sort of a classical training of music. And long story short is basically my father took his own life and it changed my whole world. And I had to sort of recreate, um, I think, ultimately uh, a new life without my father from such a tragedy. Um, And music's for sure what brought me back to sort of that center. And I started writing conscious music, sort of answering the call from quite frankly, God. Now that one of those songs from that time, beautiful world is, is one of the songs that kind of helped launch your career in a, in a, in a bigger way with this kind of music. And I know that you are compassionate and committed to working in mental health and working in suicide awareness. And I wondered if you could say a little bit about what we might need to know about, especially because I think we're we're living in times right now when people are having very extreme reactions to things. And I wonder what you can share for someone who might be feeling suicidal or have suicidal feelings or someone whose life has been affected by the suicide of another person. Well, it's a big it's a big area to sort of talk about. So the first thing that I always like to say, and I think it's the most important message I received in 2011, and it's really quite simply because you're here, you matter. 
Um, I remember right after my father um, died, and I was, you know, quite frankly, I mean, it was the for sure the hardest space of my life, probably the darkest days of my life. Um, I wasn't sure if I would ever be okay again, really, to be quite frank. And I think sometimes in this world, we can feel like we're not sure if we're going to be okay. So I think the first thing that changed my sort of, um, I think, dialogue with myself inside of myself was that because you're here, you matter. Um, and that self-worth um, really started to spark within myself as I started to sort of do a lot of inner work um, with, I think, just healing the inside space, so from the inside outside. And it's interesting how through service, you know, through serving others, I think we actually heal our own self. And that sort of started to happen pretty fast after my dad died. Um, so I think just self-worth is really obviously something that's probably the most important thing that I could touch on. I think that um, everyone needs to know that they're valued. So those that have people, you know, in our lives that maybe don't know that. And I think oftentimes we take for granted that someone might not be suffering. And in fact, they might be. My father, I had no idea he was suicidal. Um, and I think you know, looking at suicide backwards, we understand it. And, you know, I, I would just like to say, make sure that you tell people that they matter. Um, and that, you know, asking someone if they're okay, sometimes is a really powerful um, space to sort of open up a dialogue about, you know, the, the suffering of perhaps someone else that we might not know about. I wish I knew that about my dad, but I didn't. So now I like to say that out loud. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's, you kind of making me think about, and I think this is a theme in your music too, that idea of not being afraid to ask the questions. Mm -hmm. um, I think that I had a very dear friend who took her own life and, and it, and it was, I was, um, it was such a, hmm, I don't know if I even have the words to talk about this, but it was such a big thing. And I think for a long time, I knew she was in pain. She and I had talked about this for years together, but I think after she passed, I thought, was I afraid to ask those questions? Did I say enough? I love you. You matter. And because of course we can never live backwards. We can only live forward. That not being afraid to ask the questions, being brave enough to say to someone, you matter and I matter too. What can we create together? That feels like an important thing. Yeah, that's beautifully said. And I love how you um, sort of brought that into light, too, because I think that we're living in a time, I mean, suicide rates, as you know, people that are involved in suicide awareness, we know that suicide rates are up. They're higher than they've ever been, actually. Um, and in particular, actually, men, I'm always surprised by the stat, but men between 50 and 65 are in a really high um, bracket, which is sort of new. So I always like to just say, you know, men suffer in silence often. Um, so, you know, don't, when someone looks tough, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're actually, you know, not suffering. So these are the things that, um, that we're sort of learning more and more. So, um, women and men, it does not discriminate. Suicide does not discriminate. <laughs> um, in your work, are there resources that you can share for people who might need additional help? Yeah. So I think ultimately like you know, there's some there's some incredible international campaigns. Um, I would actually go online and start searching if there's anything that you're feeling that you might like to discover um, that might be an awareness aspect. I don't really want to give any names because it being global, I think it's best to go online and to find a local resource uh, personally. Mm -hmm. um, I think local community actually is much more powerful than an international resource. So I would just suggest going online and Googling. <laughs> 
I agree. And that's an empowering answer. That's what I call the intuitive Google. Give that an intuitive Google, right? Yeah. And let and let yourself be directed to the to the place that's best for you. But there are Absolutely. resources out there for you. You're not alone. Of course you matter. And as you find, as you listen to music, as you bring people into your life who remind you that you do matter, it sometimes makes it easier to get up and live the next minute or two minutes or 30 minutes or the next or the next day. One of the things I just want to just pop in and say one more thing that's coming to my heart because I think this matters. I actually remember one other thing that really helped me because I was uh, suffering quite a lot through my dad's grief. And one thing that I just heard as a message that I want to share that just came to be is that you don't have to do things like life alone. And this is where divine union comes into play. You know, I would always just say lean on God if you feel like you're not strong enough to handle something. And I know that's a really, you know, open-ended question answer, but I think it's really important to know that you don't have to do this life alone. You always have support through source, God, uh, the beloved, whatever you want to call that without a name, but there is a spiritual component to life. And, you know, that's the one thing that changed my life forever is just leaning into God. No, I think that's it's beautifully, that's beautifully put. And that of course is we're leaning into something that's always there, always available, always on. Mm -hmm. And our perception of separation from that is only our perception because we can never truly be separated from that divine love, from that divine flow. This is not where I thought this interview was going to go, Paul. Um, <laughs> um, let's, I think let's, let's play a cut from your new album, Seeds of Peace. We're going to hear just about a minute and a half or so of a song called Beautiful Day from that album. So let's listen to that and then we'll come back and we'll talk a little more. Beautiful. from his new album, Seeds of Peace. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. Paul, what inspired the creation of this new album? 
Well, this is so interesting. Um, first of all, I just have to share with you that song that was just played. Um, I wrote in September and I didn't realize because we had talked and arranged this many um, weeks ago. I sort of didn't realize, but it's exactly when the Western Fair is on in Canada, a fair that I went to as a child. And I wrote this before going to that fair um, huh. in September. And it's funny, it's on right now and I'm going to it actually next week. So I just thought that was an interesting reflection. <laughs> oh, what happens at the Western Fair? What is that? Well, basically, when I was a child, it was sort of just that community fair that came every single year in September to my hometown in London, Ontario, in Canada. And um, I'm in Bermuda right now, but I'm flying uh, back to Canada to go to that fair, and then I'm off to Paris. But um, it's just sort of an interesting um, fair that you know really was a, a really big highlight of my childhood, and it. This song that I wrote was actually just reflecting on going to that fair, and I wrote it in September. <laughs> oh my gosh, what I hear in that song, and I think is is uh, is a kind of what feels to me like a foundational part of your work, is that idea of simplicity and purity, um, of eyes wide open and the sun on my face, of freedom to make choices. That feels to me like a big part of how you are living your life as well. Is that right? Absolutely. And, you know, just to touch on kind of the question that you asked me just about Seeds of Peace. So this is my seventh album. Um, and it's very interesting. I've written seven albums in pretty much eight years, um, which is a pretty big accomplishment that took a lot of work. Let's just say that. But the thing that this album was, is it's really what I know to be very true in life is that you'll never have peace in your life until you find peace inside yourself. And I actually had this call. I was in India on top of a mountain in, on Mount Abu in India. And this was right after singing at the United Nations for the International Day of Peace last year. And we flew to India to go to this three-week sort of um, big tour. I was invited to meet Daddy Janki of the Brahma Kumari. And on this mountain, I had this vision that I would write an album called Seeds of Peace. And the intention of this album is really in every single seed of peace lives the divine infinite space of heaven. And so we create peace from the inside out and watch heaven's pure love bloom to life all around us. And I think this is the intention of this album is to take, you know, music comes from our soul and our heart. It gives voice to life, and that's what this album is about. And it's very slow, articulate, um, and intentional to to help the listener feel some peace and some ease in this life from the inside out. That's a beautiful notion. That not a notion, a vision. Um, it's that a beautiful, expansive vision that, in the smallest thing, what might seem like a seed, what might seem like potential, we already have heaven. We already mm. can feel the infinite. We can already reach the divine. That's, that's beautiful. And we were talking about how people, how we matter. I think we forget because we think our lives are ordinary or our days are ordinary, or it'll never get better, or it will always be such hard work or whatever that is. And we forget, I think that in the smallest thing, divine love is available to us. Yes, and Deepak Chopra, on my father's headstone, I actually was very specific. I had his quote, in every seed lies the promise of a forest. We are seeds. We are miracles. Two cells had to come together and the creation of, you know, all of us were once just a seed and our life has bloomed where it's gone. But we also have also always that choice to sort of keep blooming with our potential. And when we're in peace, love is 
naturally flows. So what I've learned over these years is, you know, to just go into our heart, go from our head to our heart and allow our life to bloom with love and peace. And let's listen to that second cut from your new album, Seeds of Peace. This is a song called Do You Know? And we're just going to hear about a minute or so of this track and then we'll be back. Just a little clip of Do You Know from Paul Luftenegger's new album, Seeds of Peace. That album is available everywhere. You can find out more about Paul and his work at BeKindness.com. That's B-E-E, kindness.com. I thought that dovetailed nicely with what we were just Mm -hmm. talking about. (laughs) Heaven on earth. It was perfectly dovetailed. Yeah. I'd love to know a little bit about how your music is being used in classrooms. There's bullying is such a big deal now. I don't think maybe just for kids, because I know a fair number of adult bullies, too. Maybe you've met them, too. How can music and these teachings help us with bullies? Well, I think, you know, I just like to just fast forward right to a school that's used my music. Um, There's a teacher in Ottawa in Canada. And long story short, she basically has been using my music in a grade two and three split classroom. And I think the thing that she didn't realize would happen is that children started to crave a moment of just love and quiet time. And she's dealing with many different sort of uh, children from different cultures and, you know, different socioeconomic backgrounds, money wise, etc. So she just has a listening time. And what is really interesting is kids, especially my song, My Heart. And the other one is The Miracle of You. Those two songs for children are very powerful because they empower the child to just have some space of peace and love and um, nurturing from something that we often don't think is you know, music's a very powerful tool and children know the feeling it makes them feel. So that's how it's being used in one school. That's beautiful. And it is, I think it only takes one breath just to get back into alignment, to kind of drop back into that river of energy that's always moving through us. So having that listening time every day, what a wonderful habit to start in a little kid. Very beautiful. She's a, a great teacher. She's a, an incredible leader of that. And um, what I love about it more than anything is when I surprised these kids, actually flew up to Ottawa, that particular classroom, um, and I surprised the kids and I sang for and spent the day with these children. And I'll never forget sort of that moment where ch- these children were were actually singing my music as I played. And it was all about themselves loving themselves. And I think what happens is that that psychology stays with them when they move out of that space of their childhood into their adult life. And hopefully those words repeat a lot throughout their life, that they are loved, that they matter, and that, you know, ultimately that they're a miracle. 
you travel all over the world and you keep an exhausting schedule. How do you take care of yourself? Well, I'm starting to slow down a little bit. I've been sort of on a fast track for uh, a while, but I've, I try not to get my schedule too far in advance. So to answer your question, um, I'm actually sort of easing my gas pedal up a little bit right now, <laughs> uh, but I'm flying to, to France and then I'm doing an event in um, Toronto in November. And that's pretty much the last thing that I have planned. So on November the 9th, um, I'm doing a Voices of Consciousness um, event um, and you can find out more on my website if that's of interest. But it's, it's exciting, too. I'm having the president of FedEx Canada come. Um, also, an Olympic athlete who's a friend of mine from Norway is flying in. And a woman who lost her husband in 9-11. So we're all together creating a voice of consciousness in a community um, in Toronto. And I'm excited that I'm performing for it. That's wonderful. You also were um, in Washington, D.C. You were part of the Stand Up for Humanity event. What was that like? That's what a big um, stage. You guys were outside, right? Was it at the Lincoln Memorial? Is that right? It was, yes. So it was um, It was a really special event. So Dr. Michael Backwith was there, um, uh, basically Sister Jenna, Sister Dr. Jenna, I should say, um, as well as the Unity um, Church that's in Washington was, was actually Sylvia Sumner is the reverend there. And it was an event basically to stand up for humanity on the steps that sort of built America is how I like to say that, um, where Dr. Martin Luther King gave his I Have a Dream speech. Um, as a Canadian that was invited, there was also... Um, an Ethiopian um, ambassador that flew in as well. It was an incredible day. And it made the, actually three, um, I think it made ABC and NBC News as well. And what we did is we just stood up together as a humanity and, and really um, asked the question of, you know, although there's some bad happening in the world, what can we do um, in our lives to help humanity? And I think when we start asking these questions and actioning them, things happen. So that's sort of what that event's about. It's an annual event. Um, and I was very honored to be there. It was very powerful. And you, your music is in the conscious healing music genre. What does that mean when you say conscious healing music? Well, I like to just say that healing, you know, everything, what I have learned in my life is that everything's a vibration. Everything's a frequency. Everything vibrates at a different frequency. Love is a very specific frequency, divine love, a very specific frequency or energy. And so for me, music that is loving, peaceful, kind, has an intention to inspire that same frequency within someone's heart. Music's the one thing that bypasses the brain and goes to the heart, makes us feel. Um, and I think healing music is something that supports the soul to know its worth. So that's really my intention on every single song I write. Um, I would never put out a frequency that isn't loving and kind. I don't know why anyone does actually. But that being said, um, I think that we're living in a time where we need to understand that what we expose ourselves to really matters. And for me, I try to choose those more loving, nurturing things. Um, and music's one of those things that gets inside of us. So to expose ourselves to loving and peaceful, kind music is conscious music. <laughs> and it's music that helps us remember who we are. Right. That we are love, that we are that glimpse of infinity in in the tiniest seed. It it is created consciously, but I think also as we listen consciously, we are healed through that as well. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Paul, thank you so much for being on the show. It's always great fun to have you back on the air. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. And to everyone listening, um, many blessings to you. And it's amazing how fast this time goes. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's, yeah. <laughs> didn't we just start? Um, yeah, oh, darn did. it. It means you'll have to come back. Oh, yeah, well, right. that's yeah. well, what are we going to do? Um, <laughs> thank you, Paul. That is Paul Leftenegger. His seventh album just out is Seeds of Peace. And you can find out more about Paul and his work about his upcoming events at BeKindness.com. That's B-E-E Kindness.com. And of course, you're always welcome over at KarenHager.com. It's a great place to find out what's coming up next on this radio program, uh, hear about upcoming classes, and even book a private session with me if you are so inclined. And if you believe, as I do, and I bet Paul does too, that when we put our positive attention on the things that need change, the things that need love, the things that need growth, that things really do change, then I invite you to check out openpeacefulheart.com with my wife. We get together the first Sunday of every month for 15 minutes of guided meditation. That is a free call for people from all over the world. There's no selling. There's no yelling. There's no arguing. There's no agenda. It's just us focusing on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. You can hear audio uh, archives of past meditations and get the date of the next upcoming live event at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. <laughs>